comedian and actor Groucho Marx, in one version of this famous story, ended his membership in the Friars Club in Beverly Hills with a message that read, I don't want to belong to any club that would accept people like me as a member. (laughs) I have heard this quote used occasionally when people are invited to join a congregation. It is meant to be lighthearted, of course, I understand that. But I think it also provides an indirect avenue for expressing a hesitation around the very act of joining. A little comic relief to ease our uncertainty around how becoming a member may change things for us. It is no small decision, right? Freedom, independence, autonomy, these are all important values. Moving from I to we is a journey. Joining means that we are willing to practice collaboration and compromise and consensus, and all of that can get very messy. It sometimes seems like it would be much easier if I could just remain I and support all of you from afar without getting all, you know, involved. And some of this may come from an unrealistic view of our own self-sufficiency. Or, in the words of one of the heroes of our tradition, Ralph Waldo Emerson, self-reliance. We sometimes feel like we are perfectly fine on our own, and joining means only that we are giving up something to the whole. Or, inversely, we may see the group as sufficient unto itself while we question our own gifts and doubt that we have anything of value to offer to the whole. (coughs) Excuse me. In the same chapter with the selection you heard in the readings, the Apostle Paul, not traditionally known for his sense of humor, has a rather oddly humorous passage where the individual parts of the body, and the body is his image for the church, the individual parts threaten to strike out on their own. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. And after Paul, the body became a common image for just this kind of gathering, just this kind of gathering, gathered here in the mystery of the hour, gathered here in one strong body. And even better than Paul's image of the different visible parts of a body, 
which after all are limited in number. I love David Eagleman's image of the very atoms of which a body is composed, which, while still a limited number, provides many more opportunities for membership. (laughs) But atoms had lives before they came together to make up this body, And they will live on after this body is gone. Just so people come into this body, come to this place and this congregation from other places and may move on to other places and congregations, still remembering this special time that we shared together. Carrying with them the feeling that they were here playing parts in something larger than themselves, something that had its own life, something They can hardly put a finger on. With the adoption of our new name last week, Unitarian Universalist San Luis Obispo, it has been noted that we gave up an official term, a singular noun, for this gathering. Church, fellowship, congregation, society, Community, you may freely use any of those that feel comfortable to you. The early term for church in the Christian tradition, ecclesia, which is the root of ecclesiastical, referred to the body of believers, the members, and later came to mean the building in which the members gathered, just as congregation referred to the people and later to the place just as members, in fact, can refer to people or parts of a structure or parts of the body. One of the things that I love about engaging with our name, what we call ourselves, is that it leads to that reflection about who and what we are. Unitarian Universalists. There is the integrity, the inherent worth and dignity of individuals, individual bodies, joining together to create one body. (coughs) And yet, there is still hesitation. When we come together harmoniously, the body is healthy, and we joyously play our parts in something larger than ourselves, something that has its own life. But we cannot guarantee that we will always come together harmoniously that the body will not sometimes come down with a cold or the flu or perhaps something a little more serious. (coughs) And then we must employ, just as an example, and then we must employ collaboration and consensus and compromise and covenant to restore health. And that can be work. That can be challenging. And yes, that can get very messy. And again, the thought comes, wouldn't it be much easier if I could just remain I, support all of you from afar without getting all involved? And I think I, and maybe we, carry this mistaken notion that any and all memberships are voluntary. I am only a member if I choose to be. Now, 
Let me be clear. Membership in this congregation is a choice. It is voluntary. We did not compel any of those wonderful folks you saw up here who joined today to sign that membership book, though I am thrilled to welcome them into this body. But Norman Cousins, building on that image of the body, says it this way in our hymnal. Actually, I'm going to have you turn to this. It's number 651 in the gray hymnal. (coughs) And it's a, a responsive reading. And it was written in the 1980s, 1981, I believe. So the one thing we are going to change is the number of cells. You'll see what I mean when I start. 651. I am a single cell in a body of 7 billion cells. The body is humankind. I am a single cell. My needs are individual, but they are not unique. I will work for human unity and human peace, for a moral order in harmony with the order of the universe. A society in which we need not live beneath our moral capacity and in which justice has a life of its own. We are single cells in a body of seven billion cells. The body is humankind. Becoming a part of this body, this congregation is a choice. Becoming a part of that body, the one that Cousins speaks of, is not. The words of the Persian poet Saadi in our hymnal, all people are members of the same body created from one essence. If fate brings suffering to one member, the others cannot stay at rest. Just as Paul said of the church, if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Saadi says of all humanity, if fate brings suffering to one member, the others cannot stay at rest. Martin Luther King Jr. says injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Norman Cousins says I am interlocked with other human beings in the consequences of our actions, thoughts, and feelings. All of them say this membership we speak of is not voluntary. Congratulations, you are a member. (laughs) Think of it. We are already members in many groups. We are family members. We are members of communities. We are members of humanity, all runners in the human race, if you will. We belong to the interdependent web of all existence, right? And our seventh principle holds that wonderfully humorous addendum of which we are a part. We affirm and promote respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. Why do we need that reminder? Because we sometimes mistakenly believe that all memberships are choices, that membership is always voluntary. Not so. You are already members of the interdependent web of all existence, and you don't get to opt out in a witty flourish like Groucho Marx simply because you are accepted as a member.
You are accepted. You are a member. Now what? That's the question, right? Not whether we will choose to be members or not, but what sort of members we will choose to be. The memberships we choose are responses to that primary membership which we did not choose, but which was granted to us along with life itself, affirming the fact that we belong, that we, in the words of poet Mary Oliver, have a place in the family of things. All other memberships we choose are responses to that membership. They are re-memberships, in a sense, as we remember that we are already members of something larger still. We do a lot of remembering and recalling every Sunday in our worship services. I am fond of those words from our hymnal, May we be reminded here, of our highest aspirations. And that reading goes on to say, may we know once again, in other words, may we recall, may we remember, may we know once again that we are not isolated beings, but connected in mystery and miracle to the universe, to this community, and to each other. We join hands at the end of each service as a physical reminder of a great spiritual truth. We are all connected. And we seek to remind others. Lighting our chalice, we said, may we feel the warmth spread from our circle to wider and wider circles until all know they belong to the one circle of life. Remind ourselves, remind one another, remind, recall, remember, repeat. Remind, recall, remember, repeat. We're going to start that chant here. (laughs) We remember that we are involuntary but grateful members of the interdependent web of all existence and voluntarily joining this congregation is an explicit request to be reminded of that primary membership, an explicit recognition that we are all connected, an explicit commitment to pursue our highest aspirations through engaging membership in this congregation in the light of that greater, wider, deeper membership that includes all that is. And it's not always easy, this mission we have set for ourselves, this mission into which we invite new members to deepen connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy. This commitment to use our membership here to honor our memberships elsewhere. We are members of a family, and there is hurting in my family. We are members of a town, and there is sorrow in my town. We are members of a nation, and there is panic in the nation. We are citizens of the world, and there is wailing the whole world round. But we are open, and we are willing, 
and we join together to play our parts in something larger than ourselves to help create something that has its own life and to inspire joy and encourage thankfulness that on a tiny world in the vastness drifting here with my ship's companions for a couple of moments in the immensity of time, we were one. <laughs> 